live from Southern, Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is Thursday, August the 12th, and uh, we're damn happy that you're joining us tonight. Uh, like I was saying prior to the show beginning, uh, not a whole hell of a lot going on in the news cycle today. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the same as, you know, the last, God, seems like the past year we've been on the air. Uh, you know, there's only like one main thing that uh, is in the news, and we struggle every day to try to avoid that, but... You know, we'll see how we do tonight. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to the show, Dark Bear. We have, uh, looks like we have Jess, Duck, Prescott, Bob. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be aware, we have a Karen in our audience. Yes, uh, welcome, to, welcome to the show, Karen. I hope you enjoy the show. And we also have uh, Chris Unplugged joining us as well. Anyways, how the hell has everybody's Thursday been so far? Eric, anything out of the norm today or just another day in paradise over in Georgia? Well, I think everything's about the same. Um, I finally finished cut, cutting cutting grass in the backyard today. I mean, it was one of two days. Gotcha. So uh, you you got you got out and cut some grass. Yeah, but that was around lunchtime today before it got too hot. Well, Big Sexy. Speaking of cutting grass, Big Sexy uh, was uh, you know he loves the the whole social media, the Instagram, the TikToks of the worlds, and all that. And he was telling me earlier today how uh, a few weeks back, he saw a TikTok of some gal and she got a, uh, you know, you know, homeowners associations and all that and how they can be a bunch of pricks. Well, apparently this gal, she got a uh, notice from her HOA people and it says, uh, our regulations state that you need to make sure that you trim your lawn. So uh, we know that you say you do, but you need to provide us proof. Okay, so I was thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, well, I, I'm imagining that she's gonna take a photograph of her, like with hedge clippers, like clipping like an inch worth of grass. No, that that wasn't the case. Indeed, in fact, she, <laughs> she got a picture of a turtle eating the grass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, 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 she she basically trims her grass by letting the turtle eat it. So that's uh, her proof uh, to her homeowners. <laughs> Association, but anyways, you brought that up about uh, you know mowing the lawn, and that kind of triggered me. And uh, Pert, what about you? Are are you out uh, slaving away as always? Uh, you out on 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 uh, on the road? Yeah, I'm on the road. I in a hotel now, but was on the road driving all day today. Oh, very good, very good. The uh, it's, it's got to be tough. I, I've never had a traveling job uh, to where I've had to be away from home. Sometimes it sounds like it'd be a great thing, but. Uh, I, I have to commend you, uh, you know, by doing what you do and having to be away from, you know, the wonderful honeybee and stuff like that on occasion. But uh, it's got to be tough. Is it, Have you always had a, a, a position to where you've been had to be on the road? Uh, since 2003, I guess. Okay. So it's been a while. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, kudos to you and uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure we keep uh, generating some honey too, because we all love that honey. That I think that honey that you guys sent us is almost kaput, no mas. That's how good it was. So thank you. 
Un- understand. Hint taken. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, anyways, um, yesterday we kind of, uh, you know, we kind of made uh, comments about, I wonder how the hell things are going for our good friend, uh, Mike Lindell. You know, that, my, my pillow guy. I heard about him. Anyways, um, news reports are saying that uh, this is according to gizmodo.com. I haven't watched any of the cyber symposium, but the headline from Gizmodo is MyPillow CEO's cyber symposium goes down in flames after his, quote, cyber guy admits it's a sham. Imagine that, a sham? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Anyways, the article reads the so called cyber symposium put on by. <coughs> MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, caught fire and crash-landed on Thursday, bringing three days of sheer boredom and weirdness to a predictably unsatisfying close. Lindell, who is a diehard Trump fan and a prominent voter fraud conspiracy theorist, launched the pseudo-conference with the hopes of definitely proving the Don was robbed of the presidency last November by a band of deep state goons and a Chinese hackers. Inviting the press, cybersecurity professionals, and Trump associates, the pillow salesman, plan to prove the ongoing claims about voter fraud during the 2020 presidential election are, in fact, real. Lindell claimed that he had, quote, irrefutable evidence of this in the form of, quote, packet captures, uh, or PCAPs, basically intercepted network traffic that were analyzed would show that the Chinese hackers had switched votes from the Trump to Biden in Dominion voting system machines across the country. And these PCAPs would provide, quote, world-changing information that would ultimately lead to the reinstatement of Trump as president. Unfortunately for Lindell, the man he hired to assess that data has now admitted that it can't possibly show what, it's, what he says it does. Lind- Let's see, Lindell brought on various cyber analysts who were supposed to look at the data provided at the symposium and assess its v- validity. Josh Merritt, who was described as the pillow salesman's, quote, lead cyber guy, did not stick to the script, though. Quote, so our team said, we're not going to say that this is legitimate if we don't have confidence in the information, Merritt told the Washington Times on Thursday. He further told the outlet that the data in the form that it has been provided could not prove that a cyber attack occurred. The uh, apparent nothing burger of Lindell's findings similarly means that the reward he had offered $5 million to any InfoSec official who could disprove his evidence of conspiracy will not be materializing. Merritt apparently told the Times that the offer is, quote, no longer on the table. Well, I was, you know, maybe the guy that, uh, you know, the cyber security guy who's uh, basically calling Lindell out, maybe he deserves to win $5 million. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's kind of disproving it, right? So um, has anybody watched or listened to any of, uh, any of this quote-unquote cyber symposium? Not a word. Yeah, me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any, any listeners in chat? Anybody? I mean, hell, does anybody really care? That's what I want to know. Does anybody care what uh, Mike Lindell has to say? I mean, at this point, I don't know. Because, like, at the end of the day, regardless of what he says – Whatever he brings to the table, what's really going to change? Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I guess uh, apparently, like I kind of predicted, it kind of like free, his free speech uh, app, right, uh, producer Eric? It's kind of like a nothing burger. Yeah. You. Uh, what do you think? Uh, where Where does Lindell go from here? Does he like just give up on everything and just try to 
recoup the millions of dollars that he's put into this effort? No, there's no telling. You don't know? No, no, no guesses? I don't know. I, I think at one point or another, I think he needs to regain his focus on uh, his MyPillow company that's you know been losing billions, not billions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars due to his siding with Trump. I still haven't tested those pillows, though. One of these days I will, I promise. Chris Unplugged says, I thought he was doing better than before. I don't know. I mean, you have two of them. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing because, I mean, they're not in stores around, around the country anymore. I mean, all of the woke companies such as Walmart and Target and all them, they got rid of him. Got rid of mm-hmm. him and pillows. So I, I, I don't know. Um, there was, um, BP, you know, yesterday we we're talking about ice cream and, uh, BP wanted to share his banana split ice cream. So I figured I'd show everyone the banana split ice cream that he enjoys. And it really looks good. Stone Rider Creamery banana split. I could sure go for some tonight, but anyways, thanks for sharing your ice cream. I mean, at least the photograph with us. <laughs> Anyways, um, Mr. Radio says, uh, Oregon governor signs bill suspending math reading requirements for high school graduates. Governor Kate Brown signed a bill that drops the requirement that high school students provide proficiency in reading, writing, and math before graduation. Yeah, we, we covered that last night, actually, uh, Dark Bear. Can you believe that? And, and then, you know, we are warning residents, uh, business owners in Oregon that if they are going to think of hiring anybody, since the schools are not testing for reading, writing, and math- mathematics, we feel very strongly that individual companies and businesses assess potential employees uh, in, their, in their skills in those three areas. So it, uh, it is pretty crazy that they even think about doing, uh, letting people graduate and stuff like that without being proficient. Um, another... Uh, one of the other stories I was reading has to do with the effectiveness of COVID-19. Uh, a study says that vaccines, uh, the effectiveness has dropped significantly. The effectiveness of the two most widely used vaccines in the United States dropped significantly in July. A new f- study has found the efficacy of the shots from Moderna and Pfizer were highly effective in preventing transmissions of the COVID-19 virus, which caused, which causes, uh, well, They call it the CCP virus, uh, which causes COVID-19 between January and June. But researchers are now saying differently. The uh, efficacy of the Moderna jab drops 76% in July, with Pfizer's plummeting to down to 42%. Scientists studied health records from the Mayo Clinic to determine the effectiveness in an observational study that was recently published online, but has not yet been peer-reviewed. At the same time, the drop of effectiveness was seen. The Delta variant of the virus became more prevalent in Minnesota, researchers noted, compromising, uh, comprising over 70% of the cases in the state. They went on to say that, quote, our ob- observational study suggests that while both mRNA COVID-19 vaccines strongly protect against infection and severe disease, there are differences in their real-world effectiveness to, rel- relative to other and relative to prior months of the pandemic. Larger studies with more diverse populations are warranted to guide critical pending public and global health decisions, such as the optimal timing for booster doses and 
which vaccine should be administered to individuals who have not yet received one dose. Pfizer told the Epic Times in an email that the company and its partner, Biotech, are, quote, driven by science to discover the best approaches to protect COVID-19 against COVID-19 and are confident in protection and safety of the two-dose BNT162B2 COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, apparently Moderna, they failed to get back to the Epic Times for a comment. So anyways, now you're all caught up to date on uh, what's going on with uh, vaccines. Not that you wanted to know. Um, There was one thing I wanted to go about. Let's see. I don't know. Anybody, uh, anybody changing their minds, uh, whether you were uh, in favor of getting a vaccine and kind of change your mind not to and, or vice versa? Are you still against the vaccine, Eric? I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I, I think if anything, the, I would probably assume wait on the FDA to give its approval. Um, because without FDA approval, you know, you're having to sign those waivers. Yeah. Or, yeah, and, and that's the thing. What What is your thoughts? Uh, and I'll put it out there to our audience, too. Do you think or uh, do you think at all that if the government hadn't pushed so hard as such they are over the past, I don't know, so far this mm-hmm. year, say, do you th- believe that more people would be more apt to get it if they weren't being pushed so forcefully? Presumably, I, I would say that. Or do you think there's a little bit more resistance because the government is like, hey, we'll give you millions of dollars, we'll, 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 we'll send you on vacations, we'll do anything we can just for you to get it? I, I mean, think people are leery anytime the government tries to push something on you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, just in my mind, uh, I would be more interested in getting it if it wasn't such a, you know, it's almost like they're, you know, throwing a rope around your neck and uh, trying to pull you in to get jabbed. And I'm not all about that. I mean, give the, give the public the information they, they, uh, they, they deserve and let them make their own decisions. When you start trying to talk somebody into something, you're bound to have more resistance than just mm-hmm. allowing them to have access to the information and letting them make their own decision. So, I don't know, that kind of crossed my mind. Um, getting back into the television stuff, apparently, uh, you know, Jeopardy uh, viewers are not very happy that they've chosen Mr. Richards, Mike Richards, as the new host. Uh, apparently, Mike Richards used to be the executive producer of the show. Uh, I guess, according to these reports that I've been reading, they've they've all been a lot of fans have been wanting LeVar Burton, who I have no idea mm-hmm. how that is. Uh, but Reading they- Rainbow and Star Trek. I never watched Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow is banned in, in uh, Oregon and in California. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't come to it as a shock to me. Uh, I haven't watched Jeopardy in many years, I'll be honest with you. But from a business standpoint, and this is just my take on it, that it's not very shocking that a company will go ahead and basically promote within. Uh, I don't know if it's a promotion going from an executive producer to a host. Uh, if, if that is, you know, considered a promotion, but if it is, it's not a surprise to me. Have you, has anybody, have either of you guys watched, uh, Mike Richards host any of these episodes? I have not. Yeah. I I have no idea how well he's done. I guess, uh, they also, uh, basically have, uh, decided that 
actress uh, Mayim Bialik. Mayim Bialik. Oh, that, yeah, her too. <laughs> yeah, Blossom and the Big Bang Theory fame. So I guess uh, she's going to be the backup host. So if he ever needs to take a vacation, she's going to be filling in. And uh, apparently everybody's, everybody's panties are in a pinch, I guess, that uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Reading Rainbow, uh, which is LeVar Burton, is not uh, going to be having a job. I don't know. Well, and the thing about Mike Richards, um, you know, he's even plagued by some sort of scandal from his time as executive producer of The Price is Right. You know, I don't know if it's a Me Too related scandal, depending on if that if the article mentioned that. Yeah, there there was a scandal. I didn't go into detail about it. Um, I would. Uh, I, I would presume ass- it's a Me Too scandal. I would assume that the scandal uh, had to do with you know Bob Barker and his beauties. Mm-hmm. That's the only scandal I was ever aware about. But uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the whole Me Too thing, I mean, I, th- I thought, uh, you know, according to society nowadays, Me Too, there's no longer a Me Too movement. There's no longer a My Body, My Choice movement. Right. Uh, I think all those got canceled with uh, cancel culture. I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. But anybody can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, let's see. Per, we, per, uh, hey, Pert, we have uh, people in the audience saying that you should be uh, the next yeah. contestant on Jeopardy. No, I don't think so. Those those people are not <laughs> smart. What are you trying to say? That you're not? I mean, hell, you've been around for a hundred years. You should know everything. Yeah, we don't we don't have questions and trivia like uh, they do on Jeopardy. I'll tell you that they do. They do. All you have to do is just preface all your answers with what is or who. What, is. Yeah, there you go. What may be. <laughs> Yeah, they, I like that one better. <laughs> I don't know. It might be. What, what might be George Washington? <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Uh, anyways, uh, following up with uh, what's going on in Texas, uh, the Texas House Speaker signs that ar- the arrest of warrants. I can't even talk. Arrest of warrants for 52 absent Democrats. I think we briefly touched about on that yesterday. Uh, he's basically... Uh, this is coming uh, from the Dallas Morning News. Earlier in the day, Texas House of Representatives voted 80 to 12. An astounding number of uh, one-sided votes there. To bring back the wayward Democrats, hours prior to the vote, Texas Supreme Court ruled that the Republicans were within their rights to force colleagues to return. Uh, Fallon didn't uh, re- immediately return a request for the comment by the Epic Times. The lone Republican who voted against approving the warrants, Representative Lyle Larson, uh, who was then criticized over on Twitter? He'd say, "Quote: Arresting members to come to the House floor. We have we got to the point where we believe our own expletive insert there so much that we arrest our own colleagues. Civil discourse took a nasty turn today." He said in a statement on Tuesday after the Supreme Court ruling, the office of Texas Governor Abbott claimed victory, saying, "Quote: The Supreme Court of Texas swiftly rejected this dangerous attempt by Texas Democrats." to undermine our Constitution and avoid doing the job they were elected to do. So wherever the hell they are, uh, some people say that uh, they're on vacation in the Bahamas or God knows where else. Uh, they might be hiding out in Pelosi's office or in Biden's basement. But uh, I would expect that to, at the moment they uh, step foot on Texas soil, their asses will be hauled off to prison. I hope they hold true to that. Hopefully. Wouldn't that be make outstanding? Uh, that would make outstanding news. I think. 
I think the people in the state of Texas are very excited for that to happen. Because the message to all the others that want to try this same trick. Right. Because if I'm, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, especially if I'm, especially if I'm a Democrat in Texas, which if I was, I don't know what the hell, why I'd be living there when I can get all the free shit in California. But if I was a Democrat in Texas, I'd be pretty pissed off that my representative that I put in office doesn't have the balls, even though they know they would lose, at least to have the balls to stand up and speak their mind for their constituents. Whether you win or lose, it's all about your integrity. Yeah. I mean, but then again, we live in a society where there's not much integrity, apparently. So, I don't know. Mr. Radio says America could use news like that. I agree. Real Patriot's voice, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Um, if you want to win $10,000, uh, you can... That, that's up to grabs over on Fox's Super 6 quiz show, apparently. There's a new quiz show. Answer questions on NFL preseason, markets, and more. And uh, if you want, you can go to the Fox News app and download that. For those that you know need a helping hand or like to win a trivia, <clears throat> Kurt? You should be going over there and winning $10,000. <laughs> it would be a great That'd thing. A nice little pocket change. It would. And, and think of all the amazing things we could do on the show with $10,000. Absolutely. Yeah. New curtains. Hey, what's wrong with the curtains that I have? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, there was a video, and I don't know if I was able to pull it up. I'm going to do the best here. And uh, basically, what I'm about to show you is a video of a canine a lifeguard's canine rescuing a teenage girl that was swept out to sea by ocean current. And uh, if you have D-Live, if you don't, now's the time to go get it. It's very important to get things like that. But uh, I'm going to uh, give you guys a view of this here really quickly, and we'll try to do that and see how it goes. And I probably don't. I probably do have the audio. Stuff. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. And if you don't have D-Live, all you're hearing are the waves. So mm-hmm. it's a, a dog that, uh, like I said, just goes out into the ocean to save this young girl. And uh, it's just a feel-good story that you know, we, need, we need some feel-good things on our show once in a while. And, and was it her dog or just a rescue dog or what? Well, it was a, a canine dog that uh, was a, is a rescue dog that was on the beach. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-minute video, so I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. Anyways. Wasn't the the greatest of video, but uh, that's basically uh, what went down. And uh, the story that is associated with it, uh, we'll get to that here. 
is uh, members, uh, excuse me, uh, a sunny uh, summer's day at the beach in the town of Neuro in Italy turned treacherous when a 15-year-old girl was swept away, swept out to sea by a strong current, but thanks to a pair of furry four-legged lifeguards and their handlers, the flagging swimmer was safely brought back to shore. Italian media reported the incident occurred and was captured by one of the persons who assisted bringing the young girl ashore and posted it on Facebook where it went viral. Luna, a young honey-colored Labrador, managed to reach her first, and uh, together with her human teammate, they secured her and started the difficult return maneuver. Meanwhile, the second team also caught up with them. The girl was able to cling directly to the mighty Igor the, to finally be rescued by her friends who were expecting her worried on the shore. So, I don't know. It's always, it's always a feel-good story when someone uh, survives, and especially when man's best friend... Although I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that anymore. It might be people's best friend now. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It is. It, it, it scares me that I even have to say, uh, uh, used to be man's best friend. Now I don't know. And uh, I don't know. Well, um, let's see what we got up next. I haven't uh, checked out this. Another feel-good story is a group of 20, uh, 22 officers were eating uh, at a diner and were left speechless when a good Samaritan paid their bill. How about that? Mm -hmm. This happened in all, all places. Uh, over in Tennessee, a small family diner in Tennessee got a, a big surprise on one day in June when no, fewer than 22 policemen came to dine in their establishment. When the officers went to pay their bill, they got a big surprise from the Good Samaritan who wished to pay the tribute to them, which left them speechless. As it turns out, the officers had just finished their canine training for the day and were in search of a good home-cooked meal. The restaurant, a place called Twister's Shakes and Sundays and Diner in Knoxville, is owned by a couple named Dixie and Don Miller. Wow, that's an amazing, sounds like an amazing place. Have you ever been there, Pertwee? Uh, Twister's Shakes and Sundays and Diner? No, I'm looking it up now to see where it is there. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Anyways, the, their manager, Lauren, expressed feeling overwhelmed seeing all those unif un, uh, uniformed patrons walk in all at once. But that feeling soon subsided. She said, quote, it was a bit overwhelming at first, but she quickly realized that they were very friendly and patient the entire time of her visit. However, what started out as a busy day at the diner turned into something much more special when a good Samaritan decided to repay the officers for their service to the community. Repay, quite literally. For when the policemen finished their meals and went to pay, they found someone had already done it on their behalf. And not just for one officer, but for all 22 of them. Nice. So that was awesome. The officer's spokesperson, uh, Brian Baldwin, told the restaurant, quote, we thought the server was just messing with us. And uh, Dixie then said, then they found out the customer really did pay for all of their meals and were just astounded. The officers were very surprised and extremely appreciative. Each officer made it a point to tip separately, even though there was a tip left on the Good Samaritan's card. And uh, as you can see right there, Good Samaritan, $506. So good on that Good Samaritan. That's amazing. And if anybody's interested in going there, because uh, typical news story, they didn't verify it. It's actually about 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes north of Knoxville in Corrington, C-O-R-R-Y-T-O-N, Tennessee. So it's in Corrington, uh, Tennessee, yeah. not almost, necessarily Knoxville. Yeah, almost yeah, straight north of Knoxville. 
little bitty town. It looks like the address is 5831 Washington Pike. So Uh, that's what the receipt says, at least. (laughs) I I wonder if they got two locations and only one popped up. This one's on Taswell Pike. Oh, all right. Well, if you're in the area, uh, yeah, Google them. Yeah, check duck, them out and uh, duck duck go them. Duck duck go them and uh, go have you know for slightly go have uh, go have a milkshake. You know, one of the things I don't really see anymore that I used to love as a kid. It's not a milkshake. What do they call them? Uh, a malts. They used to have oh. a malt shop where I where I used to live as a kid, but I don't see any place that has malts. I don't think I have either for a while. Yeah, malts are good. Anyways, we're going to take a uh, our first time out, and uh, we appreciate you joining us live on DLive and Podbean and all the other great uh, places that you're entertained by. You're listening to us on a Thursday. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Uh, let's see. Welcome back. We are scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. We have lots of emails and stuff like that to get to uh, a couple other stories. Um, I'm trying to see when this was, uh, let's see. There's one about, uh, Cory Booker. Apparently I think um, that, that was um, a story I sent to you on the Twitter DM, you know, the, him and Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. The Twitter Twitter. Oh, speaking of college sports, before we get to the story, uh, was it, uh, is it true that, uh, who was it? Bobby Knight, not Bobby Knight, Bobby Bowden. He died the other day. Yeah. He had, I think it was pancreatic cancer. He was terminal. That is sad. He was a, uh, for those of you who aware of that. that are uneducated in the, in the college athletics, uh, if I'm, if I'm not, uh, incorrect on this, but I believe he, uh, used to coach the Florida State Seminoles. Yes, sir. Yeah, for many years, as I know, he at least has a couple uh, championships under his belt, national championships. And uh, I think the, the the people in Florida love that guy. Oh, yeah. So very sad that he passed. Anyways, uh, Yahoo News reports uh, this is a gift. Cory Booker enthusiastically endorses a GOP amendment opposing defund the police. I'm going to repeat that because I, I kind of was astonished by that headline. He's uh, basically supporting an amendment by the, the conservatives uh, that oppose defunding the police. This is very this is like earth shattering news to me because, uh, you know, the, the Democrats love defunding the, uh, the, the police. Cory mm-hmm. Booker was, uh, was so excited about a police funding amendment from Senator Tommy Tuberville on Tuesday night that he wanted to hug him on the Senate floor. No homo, by the way. After Tuberville, an uh, Alabama Republican, introduced Amendment 3113 saying, quote, opposing my amendment is a support is a vote in support of defunding the police and against the men and women in blue. That's what Booker called the proposal. Uh, I'm sorry. Booker called the proposal, quote, a gift. I am so excited. Booker exclaimed, this is perhaps the highlight of this long and painful and torturous night. This is a gift. If it wasn't a complete abdication of Senate procedures and esteem, I would walk over there and hug my colleague from Alabama. Anybody, did, did either of you, are you guys surprised uh, Cory Booker's jumping on this, or is this just a song and dance? <laughs> it would sound to me like um, it, it could be, it could be anything like is, is, um, you know, Cory Booker, you know, trying to score some political points or, or has, um, Cory Booker, you know, 
seeing the handwriting on the wall, like, like, like he's had some sort of epiphany or what have you. I mean, I know you can never really tell, but, but we know how like the, the whole like cancel culture, woke culture and PC culture is, you know, you're oftentimes hearing the saying like, get woke, go broke. Yeah. Either that, or he just had a, something, uh, uh, an open arms to God moment or something. I don't know. Well, the, you know, the epiphany, in other words. Yeah, uh, epiphany. There you go. That, that's the word I'm for. Anyways, um, and, and speaking of my joking around about the, you know, giving a, the hug and no homo, um, he also, and I might go back and retract that because he, Booker also urged all 100 senators to, quote, sashay down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, so I might retract the no homo thing. But anyways, uh, to put the rest of the lies that are there, that there are members of the Senate who want to defund the police. We already know, though, Mr. Booker, that there are plenty of senators that do, in fact, want to defund the police, most of them on your side of the aisle. So I don't think there's any disputing that, even though you want to make it look to the public like, oh, it's all the conservatives mm -hmm. that want to defund police. Uh, if Americans uh, clean their ears out uh, of all the wax uh, and, and take a look back in the past year or so on the news, or what is supposedly called the news, uh, I think it's very evidently clear that most of the Democrats are the ones that, you know, especially like in Chicago and all of the other Democrats. Portland, Minneapolis. Yeah, that they want to defund the police. I mean, like you said, Eric, Portland's all about defunding the police. And uh, last I checked there. Yeah, and Jack and Michaela's the neck of the woods, too. Oh, in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't like police either. They uh, they rather have uh, the mental health crisis team show up instead of police with guns. Yeah, or Maxine Waters with her rhetoric. Don't be talking about my good friend Maxine here in California, Eric. Come on. You know how much I love her. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's a love-hate relationship, so, you know, take it for what it is, right? Well, yeah, it is a love-hate relationship. We, we love to hate her, but we also love her because she gives us shit to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. In other news, Rand Paul discloses that 16 months later, his wife's purchase of stock in a company behind the COVID-19 treatment. Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. No, true story. 16 months late, Senator Rand Paul on Wednesday filed a disclosure with the Senate revealing that on February 26th of 2020, his wife, Kelly, purchased stock in Jaleed Sciences, a company that produces an antiviral drug used to treat COVID-19. Who would have thunk that? You mean politicians or their family members are making money off of the virus? Shocking. Amazing. Isn't it? Well, when I saw this story, my, my initial thinking was, um, you, know, she, you know, Rand Paul's wife is not an elected official. Only Rand Paul is, so why, why does the, that, you know, what, you know, what, what she did ha have to be made known to them it, it, when she's not an elected official or, or is this to, to show that there's no sort of conflict of interest going on? Well, yeah, but Eric, I mean, if you're, if, if, if say it, it kind of is just like president Joe Biden, if mm -hmm. his family members have interest say in China, I mean, that's really important to know. Don't you think? Well, that, it really depends well, on what side you're on as to whether or not it's important to know. Yeah. 
I, I think this whole like Rand, Rand Paul story right here, because unless this is meant to be some sort of political hit job or, or they're trying to shame him into silence because they don't like the, the truths and common sense that he's presenting, you know, but we already have like our Lauren Boebert's and Marjorie Taylor Greens and Josh Hawley's and, a, and Tom Cotton's and a couple other people, what have you. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And, you know, I, as as everybody knows on our show, I, I don't take sides, uh, whether it's left or right. What's right is right. And uh, we'll continue reading the article. Uh, under the Stock Act, which prohibits members of Congress from using information not available to the public for private profit, the disclosure should have been filed 45 days of the purchase. That's uh, what the Washington Post is reporting. The World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic on March 11th, 2020. That spring, Justice Department launched investigations into several senators who sold stock shortly before the pandemic declaration, which upended the financial industry and caused markets to crash worldwide. Jaleed makes remdesivir, an antiviral developed to treat hepatitis C that was also tested for use against the infectious disease. It was administered as for part of former Trump's, uh, President Trump's treatment last October when he was hospitalized. The stock purchase and late filing raised questions about whether Paul and his family used information given to lawmakers about the coronavirus and the government's plans to fight it so they could make a profit. Uh, Professor James Cox of Duke University told the Post, quote, the senator ought to have an explanation for the trade and more importantly, why it took him almost a year and a half to discover it from his wife. So uh, Rand Paul's uh, basically trying to claim, oh, he had no knowledge of it up until recently. I don't buy that. And I think uh, I, I honestly do think that there, there should be a, an explanation. I think uh, he should uh, let Americans know. You know, why all of a sudden he's coming forward with that information? Looks like we have a call from uh, Dude Sean. Yeah, so, I even like two of his comments: defund NASA, defund the CDC. Imagine the billions of dollars we'd save if we defunded NASA and the CDC. Yeah, well, billions, actually, ninety billion a year, my friend. Do the math since the '60s. Now, of course, it wasn't as much in the '60s. Yeah, assuming that what they're telling us now well, is even. <laughs> And, and another thing I, I would be staunchly in support for is instead of earmarking money to um, Planned Parenthood and other corrupt organizations, they could be using that money to bail out Social Security and Medicare. And wow, that was weird. Um, yeah. I, I guess that was coming from Dude Sean. Oh. Yeah, I'm very sorry, guys. Sorry. That's fine. But yeah, go, go ahead. $90 billion uh, that would save us. I mean, imagine all the universal e basic income that would provide us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I see nobody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing to hide the fact that I'm crying. Yeah, I hear we'd you. all be living the Viva Loca. Are you kidding me? Um, even more so than we are now. I think life is crazy as it is. If we had that, not, let's do the math. Let's let's just say to make the math easy. Since the '60s till now, was like 80 years times 90 billion. Let's just do like easy math. Maybe you can help me out with that. I'm only I'm, I'm from Virginia schools. Uh, a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah. So if you do, if you get that number, and then you divide it by, let's take the 300 million citizens in the United States, and let's just ballpark. We'll just round off figures. Divide that in half, assuming like a lot of people are kids or et cetera or whatever. Okay. So we'll say like we'll even say 200 million. Okay. And then we'll we'll, we'll divide that number that we had earlier by 200 million, and then. 
then then if you don't get a little rumbly in your tummy and get upset. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, provide a lot of revenue for, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have to pay as much taxes, actually, you know, for those of us that have to pay taxes. I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't really find why it's in our best interest to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to explore space when the average citizen is never going to be going up there in the first place. And uh, I think those funds could be better utilized elsewhere. But, you know, who, who am I, though? I'm just a, a little peon in uh, this whole the whole scheme of things on Earth. So my government knows better than I do, apparently. Bert, are you there? You're glowing. I don't know why you're glowing. Are you talking? I'm glowing? You're glowing. Like you I'm want... pregnant or what? <laughs> I, well, you, these days you never know. I, I, I don't know. My end, it just shows I'm there, not muted. Oh, okay. That's weird. Well, I'm, I think it's showing on my end, like, I don't have the ability to mute unless I had to leave out of the, the app and come back in. But I think this has happened before unless Podbean and it needs to figure out how to fix that glitch. Mr. Radio says uh, he thinks that most politicians, most all politicians are dirty, and that's why they want to tackle each other or tattle on each other. They all know each other's other, each other's secrets. That they do. Uh, I think well, in cahoots. Well, I mean, and you, you have to remember one thing, like um, eventually a lot of politicians, it doesn't matter whether it's Republicans or Democrats, you know, because they ain't got their boogeyman Donald Trump there anymore. You know, sooner or later, they're all going to start turning on each other. I mean, it's just a, a wait and see. Well, hell, we're all turning on each other in society, so why not? Mm -hmm. Why why don't they all just turn on each other in uh, in DC as well? Well, and then I think right before the pandemic, there was a report of Georgia's former U.S. Senator Kelly Loeffler and California's Diane Feinstein, and I think North Carolina's Richard Burr. They were briefed on, you know, some like information where that they have their stocks in blind trusts and and i think that really raised um legal issues too like questions about it and we've not heard a peep about that ever since well we're not worthy of knowing all the information mm -hmm. we're just the pawns in the in the game of chess so we just have to we just wait around and be informed of what the king and queen have to tell us what to do speaking of which uh we we talked about uh you know, everyone knows how there's a recall election coming up in California. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people have to worry about mail-in ballots because uh, California voters will be able to download their own damn ballots at home to recall in the recall election. Yeah, you I heard knew that would get your attention. Unbelievable. So, yeah, you can print your own damn ballot. And does anybody see a problem with people just downloading their own ballots? <laughs> this this seems like in Mario Kart where you like shoot out a banana peel and it makes like whatever your opponent does good bad and like everything's all kooky, like uh, I like a like a elementary game of like tag or I'm I'm my foot's on base so they're just making up the rules as they go along. This is gonna be any it's worse. a big load of hypocrisy, Sean. You're right about that. <laughs> Thank you. I took the long road. So, so you mean to tell me? That every uh, California voter, they're just going to download and just print one copy of their ballot, right? Everyone's going to do it the right way. They <laughs> buy a whole ream of paper and print them out. Oh, my God. Anyways, this is, this is obviously sparking security concerns. 
Uh, this is from Yahoo News. The California Secretary of State's office has made downloading mail ballots from home possible for the recall election of Governor Newsom. The state legislature also passed a measure to send out mail ballots to every registered voter, regardless if they ask for one or not. So there's just going to fucking be ballots everywhere. I mean, even the uh, the guy down the street, the, the homeless guy is going to probably have five to ten uh, ballots. Anyways, the methods being employed by the state add to concerns already raised by a group that brought up potential fraud issues during the 2020 general election. Downloading mail ballots from home is made possible through technology used during the 2020 election, the Secretary of State's office reports. The system includes two options, one for the entire state and one for Los Angeles County. The statewide system is called, quote, remote accessible vote by mail which enables voters to fill out ballots online, print them out themselves, and either put them in the mail or drop them off at a polling location. According to the Secretary of State's office, there were, quote, four certified uh, RAVBM systems, which is the remote accessible vote by mail, for the November 2020 election. Five Cedars groups group alternative format ballot V521 Democracy Live Secure Select 1.2.2 and Dominion Voting Systems, Dominion Image Cast Remote 5.10A, and Los Angeles County Voting Solutions for All People Interactive Sample Ballots. Anyways, the Los Angeles County option, the interactive sample ballot, enables voters to fill out a sample ballot online, which generates a quote poll pass. The pass can then be printed out or voters can download a QR code and then vote using a ballot marking device at the polling station. My question is, whatever happened to people just going down to their damn voting polling place and vote? Why do we have to make it so accessible to where there could be fraud, easily be fraud? It makes no sense. I mean... It, 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 astonished me, it astonishes me how when other states across the country are trying to revamp their election laws to make it to where it's hard as hell to have um, votes, you know, invalid votes occur. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make sure that they secure the elections, that no fraudulent activity happens. and. The left, right? The left says, oh, well, that's just racist, that you're not making it accessible, this and that and the other. And and I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything like that. I, I, I'm sympath- I sympathize with every American that lives here in the United States. But when, when, you have, when you have the Democrats saying, oh, well, people need to vote online. They need to do this. They need more access. The last I checked... And like I said, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but the people that are living in poverty, do you think they have laptops? Do you think they can print their own damn ballots out and do all of this stuff? Slightly, you know what I had to do when I checked into this hotel tonight? Uh, Did you have to give them your Black Lives Matter card? (laughs) Well, in addition to that, I had to show them my driver's license because I had to prove that I was who I was. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They made you show you your, your license, your identification? And I was giving them money. That's it wasn't not- a free service. I mean, it's just I don't understand why they can't have anything like that or, you know, one 
one social security number, one vote, something that's simple. I, I just can't believe that they made you show you your I, show them your ID. I mean, that's kind of racist. I mean, you just have the cash. It's all they should care about, right? I mean, just like when you show up to a voting polling place, as long as you're breathing, you, you deserve a ballot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you're telling us that's you want to that? I think I don't think some of those were breathing in the la- in the last one. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, Prescott Bob says just shows the fixes in. I agree with you. I agree 100%. Um, that's why I've been very leery. I think uh, Mr. Elder has a fantastic shot at, at defeating Governor Newsom uh, in a fair race. I mean, you have 33% of Democrats that want here in the state of California that want to get rid of Governor Newsom. That's one of the recent polls that I've seen. So, they hardly ever go against each other to that uh, to that degree. degree. No. Yeah. And so, so are they they having this election in September, October? Uh, September 14th. So I wonder what they're going to call the October surprise of this election. Mm. Is it going to be a September or August surprise? Well, the October surprise really is not going to be a surprise because the way I see it, Governor Newsom will get will not get recalled. Once he's reinstated as governor, He's just going to shut every fucking thing down, and uh, it'll be just like last year. No, nobody going outside of their home. Nobody, no businesses open. He is the man in charge, and we'll be all sitting at home while he continues to dine out at the French Laundry, drinking ten thousand dollars worth of wine. You know, or his son creating a scandal at summer camp. Well, of course, because they have different rules. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't. They don't abide by the same rules that they basically spit at us. Is that summer camp ran by the Obamas? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, the one scary thing is, is, you know, he made comments the other day about how he recognizes that he won't be governor for too much longer, whether that be a, a couple more months, a couple more years. But what scares the hell out of me is that one day he'll try to run for president. Oh my gosh! He will want. He will try. I I guarantee you that. So watch out for that. Then uh, then uh, you know the rest of America can feel how screwed we have been here in the state of California. Not the that only, I that upon you. The only thing I'd like to see him run for is the border. He's not even my governor. <sighs> You can't even get Kamala Harris to run to the border. <laughs> hey, you, you, never mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, there's another article about uh, Sean Hannity. His lawyers uh, basically telling him that you better not receive a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. Apparently, uh, Sean Hannity has the ability to get his hands on uh, Hunter's laptop. Uh, but his lawyers won't accept a copy of the laptop believed to have belonged to Hunter, after showing a clip obtained by the Daily Mail of Biden telling a naked woman in bed about a 2018 bender in Las Vegas in which he lost a laptop and his ensuing fear of blackmail, Hannity explained why he himself does not have access to the materials. He said, quote, I have been offered the laptop. My lawyers won't allow me to accept it. The reason I'm told is because of what is believed to be on it. I have three individual and separate sources that have told me that there are pictures on his laptop, probably the very things that alerted John Paul 
Mac, the computer repairman, to alert the FBI. A hard drive and laptop were given to a, well, you guys all know the story of the uh, mm-hmm. laptop and being at the shop. Yeah. But I like the question that's asked in the article, too. And then, you know, when you read further. Uh, let's see. Let me skip all that. It's uh, goes on to say, quote, it's it's it is damning information that looks very much like influence peddling and corruption. Fox News analyst Greg Jarrett said after being asked by Hannity why there have been no arrests and any other information revealed. Quote, the U.S. Attorney General in Delaware has conducted a two year investigation. And Sean, we haven't seen subpoenas, search warrants. And we certainly haven't seen indictments and prosecutions, he added. It really makes you wonder what's going on here. Is this really a sincere, vigorous investigation? Or are there or are the Bidens being protected? Well, come on, it doesn't take you a, a rocket scientist to figure that exactly. out. Exactly. I mean, if this were Donald Trump, oh my God, he'd probably be locked up or something already by the left, even without even looking to see what's on the laptop. So, uh, yeah, of course, of course he's being protected. They're all in cahoots with each other, folks. The Democrats and the Republicans, they protect each other before they even give one lick about you. Doesn't matter when when you're at that level of where they're at. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter that they're a Republican or Democrat. When it comes down to them protecting each other, nothing's going to happen to them. I mean, I'm hell, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that Governor Cuomo's resigning, to be honest with you. I really am. I mean, he would have thought, you know, he was too arrogant to do that. Um, and he would have just stayed in office and, and fought it. But but I guess he decided to take the Richard Nixon route to avoid impeachment. But I'll tell you what, and this is just my thinking. The reason he is resigning, it's a setup. It's a mm-hmm. setup. It's a setup to distract you from what's really going on. It's a yep. great story. So you, it diverts your attention from COVID-19, from audits being done in multiple states. Like, oh, the look. The recall election. The recall election. I mean, every, everything. That's the only reason why it's happening. Um, Joe Biden's like, yeah, dude, you need, you need to resign. I mean, let's take a look, Joe. You've conducted yourself in a not-so-appropriate manner over the years yourself. And, I mean, with you, there's videotape of that. So maybe you should be uh, looking yourself at the mirror. Uh, Make sure you get your Botox injection so you don't have a heart attack about what you look like. But take a look at yourself, Joe. I mean, that would make a great story, too, if you decided to resign. But, God God forbid that happens because then we'd be stuck with... I don't know where the hell the border is to Kamala Harris. Hell, according right. to you, there's probably no border in our in our country. But. Um, and those little cards that they like post on Facebook now, you know, to to try to get get around the censors. I, I, I love this one, one that, and I sent it to you. Somewhere out there is a two year old girl whose mother is a stripper, father is a crackhead, and her grandpa is president of the United States. Fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what, Eric? That is that is very funny. While at the oh, same, yes. while at the same time, very true. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We should leave the poor Biden family alone. They probably, you know, 
Well, you know, the, the, luckily we're not on YouTube, but hey, if we do Facebook jail, it is what it is. Does Facebook have a jail? Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and, and I know plenty of people who've been there, too. Well, that really disappoints me because we haven't been in Facebook jail yet. How do we get there? <laughs> I, I think you've got to make them butthurt and offended the same way we've made YouTube butthurt and offended. Oh, my God. I, I think we've done so much already to piss, uh, you know, that guy Mark Zuckerberg off. But mm-hmm. he's probably too And Jack Dorsey. He's probably too busy doing lines of coke with Hunter Biden. So, <laughs> I mean, he's got plenty of money. Uh, I was reading, I was reading an article to where Zuckerberg has like he spends millions of dollars on his personal private security every year. Is that really necessary to spend millions of dollars on on security? I mean, hell, if you want me to protect you, I'll take a couple mil. That's that's a lot of security. That's a shitload of security. I mean, I mean, does he ha- is he sleeping with them too? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, for millions of dollars, I would expect a lot more than just security. If, uh, yeah, if, you know, if, if you know what I mean. Well, and and I know the way I also look at Biden too. You know, if, like Clinton. You know, he had his sexual abuse scandals, like with Paula Jones and Winita Broderick and a couple other ladies, but. But I think, you know, Tara Reid might be um, Joe Biden's version of Juanita Broderick. Only she's not a Trump supporter. Yeah, that that, that might be the case. Hmm. But I, I guess we're probably waiting for the Joe Biden version of Paula Jones to come out of the woodwork at some point. Well, I, I had heard <laughs> speculation that, you know, that there is a female that's out there. And this is pure speculation at this point. But that she claims that she has uh, proof of Joe doing naughty things to her, and she's been, but you know, according to her, she's been silenced by many people. And, and I'm sure she would even have dirt on on Jill Biden too. That 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 Jill Biden is just like another Hillary. She just looked the other way and knew what was going on. Well, of course. And uh, like I said, they all they all protect each other, and they don't, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a whole new uh, you know their way of life uh, is not what our way of life is. They have a, a separate uh, separate rules. It's very unfortunate. I mean, when you can spend millions of dollars on security, that just blows me away. Oh yeah, I'm like, huh. Anyways, we're gonna take our our last break, well, our final time out of the night. I appreciate you joining us. It's a Thursday, and we'll be back with our last segment in just a moment. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. It's getting warm again. I, I, isn't summertime almost over yet? Yeah, you got a ways to go. See, growing up as a kid, I always thought the summer was over like after July, you know, July, you know, in August, isn't August supposed to be autumn or is that September? You probably thought summer was over after July because that's when school started. And as far as you were concerned, you couldn't go out and play all day anymore. So summer was over. Pretty much. And I think the the weather should, should cooperate and follow the same schedule, if you ask me. But unfortunately, it's not. It's got like to the mid 80s today. And it's been very humid. 
And Slightly doesn't deal with humidity very well because I'm not, you know, I'm not as slender as Big Sexy. And uh, they're if just- I had to guess slightly, I would probably say by looking at full like head to toe pictures of you, like on Facebook and Instagram, that Big Sexy post of the birthday party. I would say you you would look like you you, you could have played football in school. Oh yeah, I, I probably could have. Yeah, I I, I was actually, I mean, if you hadn't sustained that leg injury when you were like fourteen years old. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh. Yeah, it was a leg injury. Yeah, I could have been a superstar, right? I would have been a rock star. But, but if exactly, I, I hadn't coughed up a lung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, shit happens. As a, as a high school kid, actually, I was a a, a very skinny guy. Uh, not as skinny, not as uh, not skinny, but not as I don't know, not as light as uh, big not sexy. As right yeah, not as plump as I am right now, as I'm told. <laughs> I was not we heard that big sexy. Well, shit, I I could have been a superstar, you know, football player too, slightly if it wouldn't have been for that whole thing about being born not being an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did play baseball. I, I, uh, well, I played baseball. Well, That's a, you know, that was good. But. And Perry is going to show his quote in the chat. Uh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> See, I played baseball. I, I love baseball. You guys all know that, uh, especially yeah. Perry. And the big downfall was uh, I played uh, baseball up until I got into high school and uh, going back to the leg injury because I fractured my femur bone. So I was out of sports for quite a while. Oh, yeah. How long did that take to heal? Oh, my God. I was in traction. I would say for a good four to five months. Wow. Up How do you bed. break a femur bone or is that a bad story? No, it's not a bad story. I uh, lived up in the mountains uh, at the time. And I basically was, uh, I was riding a, a motorcycle, a dirt bike, and it was only like a, a 150cc or something like that. Nothing like majorly powerful or anything. Yeah. But I was relatively new to it. And we're, uh, like I said, up in the mountain areas and up uh, near where the border is at. And so there's a lot of off-road, uh, you know, uh, I guess, land. And I was with a couple of people, some friends of mine who had more experience and you know how, you know, you're with a bunch of friends and uh, even though you might not be as experienced, you got to play the part. You are riding mm-hmm. beyond your ability. <laughs> That's the number one rule in cycling. You don't do that. Yeah. And so, there, you know, there's dirt roads. The dirt uh, goes left, right. And I was coming back down and there was like a, an L. So you go down straight and then make a quick, you know, sharp right turn. Well, slightly uh, did not make that right turn and ran into a boulder and flew about 20 oh, yards into the air. Gosh. And thank oh, wow. I flew that far because after I recovered, I went back to the scene of the accident because they had all told me, they're like, if you didn't fly that far, you would have been dead. Because mm-hmm. the distance that I flew over, all it was was a bunch of big boulders. Holy cow. And uh, the amazing part of the whole thing was when I landed, you know, there was a little bit of shock. I'm like, wow, fuck, what happened? And I tried to get up, right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> I felt fine. I didn't feel no pain, no nothing. Yeah, there's a little delay when something that bad happens before you feel the pain. And so as I try to get up, 
I look down at my my leg because obviously that's not moving, and you kind of see like a bone like going against the skin, trying to plop up. Mm. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's not um, something doesn't seem quite right. You're lucky you didn't rupture that artery that goes through there. Well, I was fortunate that it was just a uh, fractured femur bone, which is the I, b- I believe that's the largest bone in your body. Yes, it is the hardest one to break too, I believe. And so yeah. the the thing that I was pissed off the most about was as I laid there, uh, you know, being up in the mountain areas, you basically don't have you know your regular you know fire department and all that. It's all volunteer type people, and you know, no disrespect to the, any of them or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, they they eventually showed up about an hour later after it happened as I'm laying well, there. They had to finish their 12 packs. <laughs> right? I've, right? I've lived in those towns. Great people. And, and I mean, you could, you you know, generally, the, uh, you know, we probably have had barbecues and stuff like that with them in the past. And uh, every, every department that arrived, whether it be the fire department, the uh, ambulance people, they didn't want to touch me. Okay. Like, well, because they were worried that it would be, it would become worse than it, you know what's yeah, going on, but it's it's like uh, excuse me, your EMTs. You need to get me from here to there, so let's do something. Right. Well, the the ambulance people wanted to transport me, but they're like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea because if we drive you, it's going to be an hour and a half to reach the hospital. Oh my goodness! And so they're like, well, we feel that you should be uh, life lighted over to the hospital because you're losing blood, this and that and the other. Ooh. And so I wasn't all about it. Like, keep in mind, I'm only like, I don't know, 11 at this, at this stage. Holy cow. And so every time I thought of a help, you know, a life flight, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those or not. I am. Hel- hel- helicopter transports. Mm-hmm. And every time in my life as a kid, I've seen one in the sky. You always see that little basket outside of the helicopter, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so they're like, you need to go in one of those. I'm like, that's in the movie slightly. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm not fucking going to be out in the cold. And, uh, you know, with the possibility of my fucking cart, like just falling off. (laughs) They're like, no, 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 don't worry. There's room inside of the helicopter as well. They only have, apparently they only have that if they like need to transport two people at the same time. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And so this is about, Five hours after the accident. That let let me ask you, how long was it between the time you were injured and the time your parents found out? <sighs> um, my parents found out within a couple of hours before before uh, I was lifelighted out. Wow. But because uh, we're, you know, it takes time for where to get around over there because, uh, you know, we didn't have cell phones and all. I don't think I had a cell phone. Neither of my buddies or I had cell phones. Cell phones were a thing back then. Back in the early '90s, but they started picking up in the late '90s, and at the start of the millennium. Jeez, thanks for outing me. <laughs> but yeah, and go ahead, old man. Um, hey, <laughs> right. So basically, um, oh, Jess's comment. Uh, what did Jess say? I think you took. Oh, I think you look much slimmer uh, than your wedding picture. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> in other yeah. words, Jess is calling me that I was a fat ass when I got married. So. <laughs> What's going on, John? So to answer your question, uh, to finish up that story, uh, at the end of the day, um, the last thing I remembered was I uh, got in the helicopter. They told me to stay awake through the entire process because apparently they're worried that if I went to bed, I'd not wake up. Yeah, you might have had a concussion. And so as soon as I got in the helicopter, I fell asleep. 
And uh, I just woke up when I got to the hospital. All I remember was uh, we arrived. I gave my grandmother a kiss and I was out like a light and I was in surgery. Wow. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it took a good four to five months. And uh, I, I have some pretty, uh, pretty nice scars even to this day. I, uh, I think the most painful part of the entire process was uh, I was in traction. So in other words, they put a metal steel rod in like my knee to hang it. Mm. And the most uncomfortable part was them taking the cast off and then removing the metal rod because I was awake for that. Oh, Um, yeah, that wasn't half. That was well, you know, my friend Missy, I mean, she had a similar experience back in 2013. I think she was putting up like holiday decorations at home and she was on a ladder and I think she fell off and, and hurt herself to the point that she had to be hospitalized. And, you know, and, and, you know, she's, and she's lucky to still be alive to this day, but cause I think she had suffered a bad, like arm injury to the point that they had to do surgery on that. And, and they had to like put something in her and it was like not a metal rod, but some, some kind of like sterilized, uh, like pl- plastic or fiberglass. Yeah, no, it, uh, and, and, you know, when I was, um, uh... They originally did the surgery uh, right away to try to fix the problem, and I, I experienced more surgeries after that, but they took their sweet time because, mm-hmm. like I said, I was 11 years old at the time. My femur bone, obviously, as you're growing up, things continue to grow, and so you know they contemplated whether they wanted to put a metal rod in there or do this or do that, so they took like a week or two to figure out what they wanted to do. But Dang. All is good, uh, you know, um, for the most part. No, no issues, no severe issues or anything. Well, like it that. didn't stunt your growth because aren't you like six two, six four? Uh, six, uh, six one. Six like, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. still didn't stunt your growth. Now I think my my left leg might be uh, I don't know a half an inch shorter than my right, but you can't really tell. Maybe it's millimeters on. But well, I'm, I I had a trampoline accident when I was like four years old with like a couple of like step siblings and their friends and. You know, and it was basically a freak accident that, um, but, but I had, I had to learn that lesson the hard way too, but even though I was like very young at the time. Well, the one thing I, I, I got out of all of it is it's amazing how the human body reacts to how, how, shock how, how trauma, it reacts yeah. to trauma. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how I have a major part of my body that's fucking broke. And I don't feel a thing. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good thing you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I would be. Uh, oh my god, I'd probably have a heart attack from the pain. I mean, and I don't know. I, I, I've, I've always wanted to talk to someone uh, who's been shot because I, I'm kind of curious what that pain feels like. Well, take Obviously. a trip to Chicago and you can find out firsthand slightly. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> on that but i mean you know if if i can have a broken femur bone and not really feel the pain if you get shot is it a similar feeling i wonder i mean i mean or you read god when you read the article sometimes people say they didn't even know they were shot until such and such time later i think it just depends on where you're shot obviously if if you're shot and it hits a bone i would think you would know it pretty pretty quick if it just hits flesh i think it's probably not you know not as noticeable for a while anyway Prescott Bob says, uh, so slightly, does that mean with the shorter leg, you walk in circles? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big circles. 
Yeah, uh, small circles, not not big circles. No, it had to be big because your leg's not that much difference. The more difference, the smaller the circles. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. geometry. But you know, and I've even seen procedures like and like even news magazine shows back, you know, before they turned to trash. You know, they would talk about you know how people like have like growth deficiencies that they would put like these contraptions like on their legs and their arms and and then they would have to like the parents would every so often have to twist it manually, you know, to like slightly fracture it, yeah. you know, for, for it to grow. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there or if y'all, y'all have seen that. I haven't seen that myself. I mean, just heard? feeding them more nutritious food would be a better solution. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after experiencing that, where I was leading with the story in the first place was uh, me playing baseball. So obviously I took a break from baseball. And I, I saw what you guys tried to do there, Perwe, just trying to talk about the injury instead of sports. You literally took a break from baseball. Yeah, I literally took a break from baseball. <laughs> we might as well get back back on subject, I guess. Yeah, we're going to circle back to that, right. <laughs> as Jim right, Foxy exactly. would say. So um, I, I enter high school, and I try out for the baseball team. And I miserably, miserably try out for the baseball team. Because, uh, you know, my fielding is perfect, spot on, catch balls, throw balls. I'm all about that. But when it comes to me at the plate, see, they have uh, a pitching machine that they used. <laughs> and it's been a few years since I played baseball. I was just going to say, I don't think you have a problem at the plate right now, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that I don't. It's, it's a delicious, I don't either. delicious soup. Oh. I, I don't know what's all in this, but we'll, we'll find out from Big Sexy here shortly. But they would put the ball in the uh, pitching machine and swing and a miss every time. I didn't make contact with one pitch. I was not happy. And so I told the coach, I said, get rid of the fucking the pitching machine. Have someone throw me a pitch. And I did much better then. I had no problem hitting the ball. Yeah, you could pick up their hand. Yeah. yeah. I I actually know when the damn ball's coming instead of looking at a blank hole and then all of a sudden there's a ball. So, uh, long story short, I still didn't make the baseball team. I, so I, I didn't play baseball throughout high school. I was very sad and depressed because I didn't get to advance utilizing my white privilege and becoming, becoming a major league baseball store. Star. Yeah. I so. don't think whiteness applies and, and privilege to sports. I don't think white privilege is. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't even say it. White privilege applies to sports. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. I don't know. It depends, depends who you ask, per we? Well, it does depend who you ask, but I mean, you look at the look at the NFL. How many white guys are in the NFL anymore? Hmm. What about Larry Bird? Oh, Larry Bird? He's a best. Larry, Larry Bird was probably the best, well, maybe outside of Barry, but the best white basketball player ever. Guys, I, I agree. You know, yeah, I agree with you, dude. Bird was good. Jess Duck says white privilege did used to matter in baseball, she thinks. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and then they opened it up. <laughs> well, I will say this. I, I do agree, and I don't know why it is. I think it's more of a genetics thing. I do, too. I think, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Latin Americans um, and Dominicans, for whatever the reason, I think they play – they have a lot more better skills at baseball than any other person. Well, I think that's all they do for a pastime, Dominicans. I, I know it's a prevalent thing over in, in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. 
and they're damn really they're really damn good. Oh yeah, very well skilled in that uh, profession. So they it, sure it, are. It has nothing to do with race. I think it just has to do with uh, well, it's yeah, your culture, your your culture, right? Your upbringing. Mm-hmm. But but I I wasn't trying to make it into racing. But I'm just saying the whole thing about saying you know white privilege when it comes to sports. No, I mean because you'd see a lot more white people in certain positions than you do now. And the fact of the matter is it goes to the person who handles the position the best, whatever sport it is and whatever position. I what agree. Hockey. Oh, hockey. That's another one. Yeah. That's well, hockey is not very diverse. I'll say that. No, Nashville. I don't know if they still do, but Nashville had a black guy playing for them and he was freaking good. But I think it, I think when it comes to like uh, sports, like uh, the national hockey league, I don't think it has anything to do with with race. I think it's just the lack of participation from other races into that sport. Well, I don't know. You know, you get into hockey, you got to be willing to lose your teeth. Because seriously, I don't think there's a single player in a league that hasn't lost at least one tooth. And most of them have partials or have no teeth from getting hit in the mouth with the pucks. Yeah, they're they're probably just, you know, they're they're just smarter that they don't want to lose teeth so they don't participate in that sport. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would never want to play hockey. What about goalie? If if you're the goalie, though, you don't have to worry about losing your teeth because you got the guard. Yeah, that, that'd probably be the only position because you're pretty well protected as goalie. Yeah, and you know, I would probably be, I'd probably do very well since I'm such a stocky guy. It'd be hard to get anything past me. Can you do those splits that they do when they're blocking the entire goal on a eye oh. shot? Mm, yeah, about that, Perwin. Uh, <laughs> probably not. No. Well, first of all, it's amazing <laughs> that a guy can be that flexible. And then you look at all that armor they've got on and still be able to move the way they move. I, that amazes me, the goalies. Yeah, the goalies are very talented. They're very flexible. And yeah. uh, their hand-eye coordination is like unbelievably fast. Yeah, it's like uh, Mr. Miyagi on the, the Karate Kid catching a fly with the chopsticks, isn't it? Oh my God, that's that's amazing too. I've never been able yep. to do that. I, I can barely I can barely kill a fly with a fly swatter. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to the show, Knight. It's good to see you, young lady. I hope all is well in your in your neck of the woods. That's good to see you. It's a long time no see, Johnny. And I think on the on the subject of sports, I know that with the NFL season getting ready to start up soon, I believe we will be bringing our NFL picks back for another season. <clears throat> Well, yeah, we're, yes, I think yeah. we, uh, we could do that. Yep. That'd be fun. You know, and I'm um, like, like, yeah, I know me and you and Pert, we along with BP49 and, and dude, dude Sean and other fr- friends and Jess and chat, you know, that they could, they would give their predictions of who, of who, like, of certain games, like, um, who, who is favored to win or, you know, versus who is favored to lose. Yeah, we can do that. We, we, there's also another thing that people do during, during the NFL season that I'm looking at. And I, mm-hmm. Like fantasy football? It's not fantasy football. I'm not a fan or of something uh, similar. The fantasy stuff. Uh, I have enough fantasies that don't come true. But uh, <laughs> basically, it's, uh, I don't know, like a last team standing type thing. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to learn how it goes. But I think hmm. you're only allowed to pick one team who you think is not going to lose that week. But you don't get to use that team at all for the rest of the season. Oh wow! Yeah. So. That, <laughs> no, no, Prescott. I don't. <laughs> does uh, no Prescott Bob uh, Pert does not always win the NFL picks. No. 
Not not yet. Maybe this year he might. I don't know. I I haven't even kept up with what's been going on in the off season, and I'm just too much. Too often I I vote with my heart, not with my head, on football. But I do have something to look forward to for the following season. It looks like Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Saints. Really? Wow. Well, that's the rumor. Wow! Congratulations. I wish it was this year. But. Now, um, are your Saints going to uh, take a knee? Are they going to play? God, a, I hope not. Are they going to play two national anthems before the before their games? I, I don't know. I'm I'm just concerned about Jamie Winston being the quarterback, and I, I'm too concerned about that to worry about anything else with him. I'll tell you what: if the NFL teams across our nation are going to play two, <clears throat> and I say quote unquote national anthems because there is only one damn national mm. anthem, folks. I don't care what side of the bed you get out of wake up out of. I don't care what team you play for. I don't care even what gender you think you are. No matter what, there's one national anthem. And if these guys think that they're going to play two national anthems, I'm just not interested in their corporation at all. I'm like that too. I'm hoping they don't play that or air that part of the game at all. I agree. Uh, Just Duck says, if we do NFL picks, we need a better way to do them this year. I mean, she makes a great point. Well, we'll we'll, we'll come up with a way. I'm, I'm researching it right now. No, it sounds like you're eating right now. No, I was slurping my soup. Oh, okay. Well, um, I've already plugged Big Sexy's Instagram if if they want to see pictures of the delicious dishes that he cooks. Oh yeah, it's it's um, dumpling it's, underscore six one nine on Instagram. Yes, yeah, so you can check out what we had tonight or what we're having right now as we talk. Because, uh, you know, I don't want it to get cold. Um, this year, Jess Doc, we will make sure that uh, picks are done in an appropriate manner. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make, fit, make sure that it's fair. And we'll probably post the results in everybody's picks on our website. That way, uh, if you do mm-hmm. happen to want to watch football for whatever reason you may have, uh, you know, as you're watching them, you can kind of uh, print out something. Uh, if you like to keep track, make it a little bit more exciting or something like that. Wow, Jess Duck. Listen, <laughs> did we just see what Jess Duck said? <laughs> we, we were in the middle of a pandemic and election year last year. Let's not forget. Jess Duck says it was long and hot. No, I mean, oh, not, not, not long and hard. It was long and boring last year. That makes me, that makes me want to, that makes me want to cry. all right i will try to not to make it long and boring okay long and hard would be good but not long and boring (laughs) hey john devito could probably make it interesting if i think what we need to have a little chat with him oh boy because his two younger kids like ethan and brandon um um i think they, they they're big into into participating in sports well, we'll have to. Uh, we'll make sure that we'll make sure that it's fun. I promise. Johnny Reb says NFL playing for the for the blacks and the real anthem before the, every game. So he thinks that they are going to uh, play two different anthems. And we'll see. Um, can I just clarify? Is there already a sample of this anthem out there? Oh, it it it, so, it sounds like a church hymn, if you ask me. But I, if if you want slightly to dig it up. 
I mean, no, I don't want to slow down the show. I just for my own, I can look on my own. I just was kind of curious how far along this thing is too. It's, it's really about- odd to me that we're worried about this kind of thing. Like the whole the whole world's burning down in California, quite literally. Like, can we not worry about this stuff? Well, you uh, you I, want? I mean, to- not for the show, but in well, dude, I mean, if you want to look for it on YouTube, um, you know, we could post the link in chat. Well, dude, when the, when the Titanic was sinking, remember they did play music while it was going down. <laughs> That's oh true. my gosh! I, I, this is <laughs> one time I wish you weren't as funny and. <laughs> Here, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play. it's called the song is called lift the song uh, the quote-unquote black national anthem end quote uh the song is called lift every voice and sing and and i'm only gonna play like 10 seconds because we can't afford to lose um too many listeners to the show um <laughs> thank you so here's a, a brief uh Already hate it. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's kind of like uh, Sunday church music. <laughs> Johnny Reb's already given it three thumbs down. Yeah, uh, I'm done. But um, anyways, um, I'll, I'll if Captain Jimmy was here, he would tell you that um, he would probably take a knee to that. But but with the Star Sail Banner, he would be standing probably with his hand over his heart. I don't know that he would, Eric. He wouldn't be on the subject. <laughs> wasn't that the beginning of Sanford and Son oh my god you know what it does I didn't even notice but <laughs> Sanford and Son <laughs> play, the, play it again just like the first couple seconds it, it does remind me of that one of the 70s shows you know one of them and maybe not when they get into the same <laughs> God, which one is it? I think you're right. Yeah, I don't JJ think it is Sanford, but yeah, uh, good, good times. times. Yeah, you're right. It, it sounds does. like good times. <laughs> good times, everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. Boy, if you were trying the, to be offensive, man. Find yeah. good times now, James, and play that one. Good times uh, theme song. Good times theme song. <laughs> this is yeah, hilarious, so. by the way. It's gonna be died. Oh my. Died. Oh my. Okay, we have oh, a. Oh, hold on. Uh, I, I only guess it. I have to wait five seconds while this. Uh, oh, five seconds. Oh, the commercials. Yeah, we don't promote. Here we go. Oh, Let's hotels.com commercial. <laughs> no, that's Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome back. What the hell? Song song. Song song. Well, here we go. Sounds like the same. I would rather hear that during the NFL games. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that show featured a young um, Janet Jackson. And yes, the same Janet Jackson who is Michael Jackson's baby sister. Wait, hey, really? Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, Eric. <laughs> I, I, am a, I am in agreement with Johnny Reb. He says the Jefferson's theme song was good. Oh, there it is. That's oh, not yeah. the original one, though. That sounds like a young somebody. I don't, know, I don't like how they changed the sound on some of those things, too, on yeah, YouTube. That sounds like an out-of-tune Michael Jackson singing. Exactly. Yeah, it might be. Oh, that's funny. But I would take any of those over their, quote-unquote, uh, Black National Anthem. Oh. Well, the Black National Anthem, we might as well just throw that one out the window, too, right? That we can. 
there it goes. <laughs> if there's going to oh, be an African American flag, also, are they going to call it a black flag? They have one of those, I think, don't they, Eric? Yeah, it's called the raid. You know, the those cockroaches that have the raid oh, flag. My God. <laughs> no, but I mean, they've got one. It's not. It's not a regular flag. What do you mean? It's not the. Regular I've seen flag? it somewhere. They've they've got. It's not the U.S. flag, but it's their flag. Well, like I said, and, and I I am not supportive of this. I don't agree with this. But if you're going to have the black flag for the national anthem, um, does that mean we're going to have the Asian flag, the white flag, and uh, every other ethnicity's flag pretty soon? Well, it's more or the gay pride flag. It's well, one yeah. freaking country. Let's just get behind the flag and support it and quit trying to be so divisional. Exactly. I agree 100%. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. I'll take the Asian flag with no MS. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's black, red, and green. Okay. That's the uh, black flag. According to John Rep. The, what a, isn't there another flag that's black, red, and green? I'm trying to think. What is Nigeria's uh, flag? What colors is that? Uh, I don't know, but it does have green in it though. I know it has green. You know, with as, as prolific as pot has been, why don't we just go with a green flag? Everybody smoke it up. That way you can all just calm there down it is. and chill. It's easy. All you got to do is type in the country and it comes up with the flag. There's Nigeria's flag. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. That's a nice flag. Well, you know what? As many, uh, as many people I see cross this border down near where I am on a daily basis, you might as well just have the, the Mexican flag uh, start rising here in California. <laughs> there you oh, go. God. Oh, is that the, that's the raid flag, right? Oh, that's the black flag. It's just going crossbones. <laughs> the pirate flag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, a lot of African nations use black, red, and green. That's according to Johnny Reb. I was not aware of that. Um, if it, and with the Olympics over, um, like if you looked at like the and like the connected rings, like the the black ring in the middle, um, you know, it's you know for Africa, um, the the red is for the Americas, but I would probably think not so much. Um, I think the 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 green is for Europe, the or or unless that's for Asia, and then the the there, there's a yellow, and then there's a blue one. Because it's got to represent like, um, like the Australia, Australia, New Zealand, and Asia. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I. I, I mean, we don't want to confuse anybody. I. I just think maybe, maybe you know what? Just the Olympics. Maybe they should just do away with the rings. Um, no, no colors of the rings. Just make them all black and white. And, and that's or, it. or or gold, silver, and bronze. Oh, there you go. Like the colors of the medals. Mm-hmm. I like that. Make them. What's that? Uh, do, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm interrupting a little bit. I'm guilty of that. I just was saying that sounds oh, no, nice, okay. actually. And that would go with the overall theme. I like that better. Maybe we can write them. Maybe. I, I think I like that idea as well, because no matter what, you're not going to appease every single sect of society and people that are in these sects have no right to demand such thing either, in my opinion. Just live your life. Something bothers you, you move on. You put one fucking foot in front of the other. Or just, uh, if you need crutches, we'll 
you know, I'm sure your uh, socialist government will provide you those crutches to move forward. But uh, stop, stop getting your panties in a bunch just because something offends you. Grow some big boy pants. Yeah. uh, You know, anyways, I'm done talking about that. And I don't know how we got there. Oh, there was the NFL that we were talking about. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll digress from that. We do have to get the hell out of here. Uh, Before we do, uh, do Sean, you have any uh, final thoughts, final comments? Uh, Thank you for giving me so much, so much time. um, First and foremost, I really enjoy the show. Uh, Pervy is hilarious. Eric, always on point slightly. Thank Mm -hmm. you for having me. It's a blast. Everyone down in the chats. Another, another one of the analogs, my friends. That was hilarious. I got (laughs) my stomach hurts now. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) Well, I appreciate yeah, it. I'll, I'll see you guys around on the bean. All right, brother. You have a good day, Sean. Cool beans. Hope that Producer. sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Eric, final thoughts tonight. Well, um, I, I think this is a very interesting show, but I um, look forward to hopefully doing the TGIF free-for-all show tomorrow with you and Perd and, and the rest of our friends in chat. Nice. And we'll probably see a Big Sexy's Delicious Dish tomorrow night. Probably. Um, stay tuned for that. And uh, you, uh, uh, producer Eric has already given you the, uh, what is it, the, the Instagram to uh, check. Dumpling uh, underscore 619 on, on, the, on the video feed. And, and I can go ahead and just drop it here. Yes, and he's opening it, opening it up, I believe, uh, to where it is no longer going to be private. So. Ooh. Yeah, he's Ooh, coming, wow. having a coming out party for Instagram. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Pert, any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I was cruising the news sources earlier trying to find something to send you, and I found one where a guy got hit in the head with a can of soda, and I thought, man, it might be a little bit gruesome, but he was okay, though. It was a soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't canned food. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, J Lo, we're wrapping up. J Lo, it's good to see you. We'll be back tomorrow night. Back on Friday, which is usually the night you call in or uh, come say hi. So come oh, yes. check us out manana, uh, 930 Eastern Time, 630 Pacific. I hope you enjoyed yourselves, and uh, we'll do it all again manana as we finish out the week. Uh, if you haven't already, go to slightlyshow.com. If you're interested in participating in the celebrity death pool, uh, if you are the first participant to name three celebrities that die before the end of the year, you'll... Uh, be receiving hundred dollars cash. You can go to slightlyshow.com forward slash contest. Also make sure you follow us over on the Twitter, Twitter, slightly serious. And if you're pissed off because I've upset you or offended you, you can always uh, drop me a line at slightly show. Slightly and serious. We're wrapping up spanky at slightly serious show at gmail.com. So if I hey. pissed off, I've done my job. If I've woken you up, I've done my job. And nobody has a successful pick yet on that pool, right? Not yet. It's wide open. So make sure you uh, get in there. Put your picks in. I know Scooter, uh, he put his picks up. We've got those listed on the website. And um, yeah, it's, it's a free $100 cash. Um, and it's free to do it. At least your first entry. I charge for the second and third. <laughs> uh, other than that, I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single night. And uh, also the DLive. If you haven't tuned into DLive, make sure you do dlive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious until tomorrow night have a good rest of your evening god bless and god bless america 
Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show. And also, thanks for tuning in and for us having a Karen in our show.